commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Rex Combat, and you're listening to Coral News, your Hollywood news show for in-depth coverage, analysis, and all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Welcome to our special review episode of Resistance Reborn by Rebecca Rowan. Now for your host, Ben Granted Adam, to discuss the book. Thanks, Rex. And we're going to talk about Resistance Reborn, which came out a couple of weeks ago. We've been working our way through. Um, before we get into kind of the, the specifics of it, general thoughts, general reactions. What do you think of it? Exciting. I, I love the fact that we got some post last Jedi material that really yep. moved the story forward in a massive way. Um, yeah, it was great. It was, I mean, it, you know, another, you know, jaunt through the galaxy picking up some, uh, and, and it's like a greatest hits yeah. of essentially the can, the EU canon um, books that, that have come out since the Disney you'd buy it. Books, comics, video games, almost everything oh video games too yeah yeah like it is like and i think i made this, this, this made this joke last time and i was it's like it's the avengers endgame of the star wars <laughs> yeah. book series like yeah every new chapter is like oh there's this character there's that character from this series from that series i mean i just started playing jedi fallen order and that's a whole other story that we can get into but like i'm right this this they take place on the planet right that that jedi fallen order starts in starts out on right that's the uh, same planet yeah, Baraka. Baraka. yeah. they go there right <laughs> and parts and things um yeah this was like a this was like a return to all you know the, the familiar worlds and faces that we've seen in, on the in that we've read about in the books like right. there's lots of returning characters um i thought it was i thought it was just super interesting i thought it was interesting to see who's going to come back into the picture here and then yeah more characters from even the video games like shriv is in this book yeah that was yeah incredible. Yeah. <laughs> this actually made me want to play the um, the narrative the single player of uh, Battlefront 2 again because Shriv, like they, uh, Roanhorse did such a good job to of 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 writing for Shriv. It's like that's who he is, and he's he's like he kind of steals the show in um in in that single player. Like yeah. they they pair him up with Lando, right. and um it is uh it's it's amazing in, in that thing, and he did his great stuff. So I, I love the way she wrote for him. Well, I, and that's the thing too, right? Like she captures everyone's voice, everyone's voice, and I don't know how you do that, right? To take all these disparate characters and pull them in together in a way that doesn't feel crammed together. Like it, it, it threw me a bit because I've we've read all of these things, but I'm guessing if this is your first book you picked up from the new canon, you'd still be able to follow what's going on and not feel like you're you're missing things. Did you um? So th there were some deep dives. Let's talk about the characters here because there were a ton. Um, and I mean, I guess we, yeah, I, I just kind of, I don't know, maybe we should talk about just like a brief overview of the story. Um, essentially, they're searching the galaxy, reeling the whole rebellions in the Falcon, and they're trying to put together uh, a new rebellion. And she's specifically looking for leadership, uh, she being General Organa. Um, and so they're they're cobbling together who they have. But there's this roll call. I mean, they go through all these names. Was there, and some of them are deep dive. Do any of these like really 
sort of obscure characters appeal to you guys? Was was there one that you were like, oh, that's amazing? Other than Shriv, who we just talked about. I mean, Wedge. How could you how could you forget Wedge? Yeah, I mean, that was a surprise, right? I mean, it would have been a surprise if the internet hadn't spoiled it like a week before this book came out. <laughs> yeah. But it was a surprise to see what he was doing. I mean, he was he was a farmer, essentially. Mm. He's uh, also a cover, so we got that. Yeah, that's uh, right. Back there, it's hard to tell who it is. Yeah. Um, kind of mine. Mine might seem a little too close to that, but um, Nora Wexley. Yeah. Um, I really like Snap's mom, and I and, yeah. and I gave her. I, it was. I thought it was very true to that character. What that character went through, because she has a really horrible arc in um, aftermath. Aftermath. I can never yeah. name that series, which I love, but her like that poor person's arc. Um, and like, she's still feeling it 30 some odd years later. Yeah. Right. Which feels true. I liked the yeah. character, but made her still super strong and really yeah. like just a fierce warrior. Again, just like picked up, like did not skip a beat from the aftermath series. Like yeah. that was her character. Completely believable was totally, um, the same person just, you know, aged a couple of decades. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, back to how, how well the author just nailed the voices. Like you can tell. Rebecca Roanhorse like read through all of Wendy's aftermath and also read Bloodlines and just oh. cast the voices of characters in those books so well. And when they come back into the fold in this story, it's like it's seamless. There's nothing I don't bump up against it at all. I'm like, oh yeah, this makes sense. This is this is their relationship now. This is how it's evolved. This is how they their voice is continuing in the galaxy. Can we talk about Bloodlines Bloodlines connection for a second? Yeah. Because yeah, let's do it. I did not see that one coming. Everything else, like even when it was like tied to Battlefront 2. It made sense, right? Like it's a warrior. It's like it, it's right. the kid of the warrior. Like the others' characters. Everything. I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. And then when then and then when Leia started reminiscing about was it Castorfo? Ransom Castorfo. That's how I always. I know that's like, how I pronounce it. I like. I was just like, oh, that's right. Like I totally forgotten that. And I'm so glad they kind of they they threaded that needle, right? They kind of wrapped that plot line up. Yeah. Right. I mean, so his character, he started off as like a villain, really. Mm -hmm. In in that. And, and Grant, you've read this more recent than the rest yeah. of us. So correct me if I'm wrong, but he was like sort of remnant. He was what, what's the word? Im he was he was not in the opposing political party. He was more of a centrist than a populist, of which right. way subscribed to. Yeah. He secretly worshipped the empire, respected the empire. Oh right? yeah, oh collected, yeah. Lots of paraphernalia and lots lot of. of he collected the lots. imperial guard helmet, which all of us actually would love owning. I'm sure, but <laughs> can't blame the guy for that. He's got good taste in helmets. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. yeah. I don't know, but um, yeah, and so that was like one of his downfalls. But then eventually, you know, they they sort of found a middle. They wanted some adventures, and yeah. they ended up respecting each other by the end of it. But I didn't think they were like no, friends. He was like, I mean, not to connect too much to our political era, but like, it is possible to be to to belong to a certain political orientation and also be a moral person? I believe. Right. Yeah. You know, it, I don't think those two things are necessarily necessarily. Pretty much anyone from any other, any wherever you're thinking, you whatever political party you 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 fall right. into, you probably don't agree with my statement. But like, I truly, honestly believe that, and I feel like they did a good job in Bloodlines of showing that, right? Someone who, because he 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 thought back to like the order that was brought, right? That order, and right. how you could do that in a way that was effective, exactly. Democracy, right? right? Which I think was interesting. Right. Like, I don't agree with that, or I wouldn't agree with that from Le or Leia didn't agree with that from her perspective, but could still understand he was coming from a good place. He didn't right. want to bring back spades nazis right he just right. wanted stronger he just yeah he just wanted yeah. some organization and whatever he's like he's like mittens 
for the Americans out there in our audience, right? Mitt Romney, but if he had a spine and actually, you know, That's act perfect. according That's, to his beliefs. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he, he often fantasized about, you know, what an empire or what a kind of regi- what a kind of republic would look like if it was led like the empire, but without a dark lord at the, you know, the top of the chain, without an empire. Yep. Coming in the same, honestly, same. Like, I, yeah. I wonder where we're headed after this and if that's going. I mean, the Mon Mothma sort of created a hippie commune like out of the galaxy that just like, I mean, was a Republican name only. Right. The new republic was not effective. Like, yeah. let's be honest. Like, no. like, from everything we've heard from all the lore that we've gotten post-Jedi, yeah. that was not an effective form of government either. Right. A little less horrific and, and, and didn't, like, kill hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. It also wasn't effective. Did it in Sploit Worlds, but, yeah, the worlds just sort of bickered and argued. And, uh, I mean, I, you know, we can't organize 50 states. I can't imagine, you know, thousands of systems um, in a galaxy or millions of yeah. systems, really. But, uh Yeah. I also thought it was interesting, kind of related to that, is they did a really interesting job in this book of separating between the First Order and the Empire. Yeah. Because they, they went to some Empire people, right? right. People from the old Empire. That was, who, yeah, there's their talent pool was Empire yeah. people, like yeah. former Empire people that were like, yeah. felt bad. Yeah, did, did not have any love for the First Order. Like, saw the errors their way and also saw what the First Order is doing is taking it to its worst. Yeah, and that goes to one of, one of my favorite characters in the book, which is which is Tisa Nash. She was an ex-Imperial I think, uh, was she a commander? She was some kind of high title. I don't know what it was, but she was super interesting. Yielded some great dialogue. Yeah. Uh, just really, really thought that character was interesting. And, Sorry. Um, Jenny just brought in R2-D2 cookies for us. <laughs> nice. I, I'm 41 years old, but uh, no less delighted. Grant, sorry, you pissed you the yeah. whole day to miss. Sorry. Yeah, I wish I could be there, guys. Um, that oh, sounds incredible. Right. Tell me yeah, how they yeah. taste. They're good. They're sugar uh, cookies. They're great. Oh, perfect. Oh, my God. Um, but no, I agree. That she's like, that's such a great character. And and really just, I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm just saying the same thing over and over again. Just thread all these characters together. Like, I love when they just, I don't know, it was maybe like a third of the way through, they put them all in the same room. And of course, the fight breaks out. Yeah. Well, that was <laughs> yeah. a great way to sort of like talk about a lot of, I mean, the, these are conflicting characters with conflicting ideologies, a lot of them. And um, it was a really good way to sort of bloodlet and then explain how all these characters come together. Like what right. makes, what, you know, why are the, how are they all the same? And we see the development of, of uh, Poe Dameron there as sort of a commander and becoming more of a leader. So we know sort of which way he's headed there. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that was sort of a brilliant way to do it. Yeah. Um, was there any of these characters that you saw and you had to look up on w- Wikipedia right away because you had no idea who they were? Uh, the, uh, when they went to Ryloth, I didn't. I kind of was unfamiliar with some of the the family members there. Yeah, I had no like my brain didn't connect at all with the Ryloth. Yeah. Oh, the Ryloth people. Yeah, I mean, I knew yeah. basic stuff, but like, and I kept waiting, and I felt this is the one time the book disappointed me, but not of anything it did. But I'm like, we're gonna get Hera, and then when they started talking about Hera and her exploits, I'm like, oh, we're not gonna. Get we're not Hera. gonna get Hera. Yeah. yeah, it was everyone but Hera, and I was like, oh, I really only know Hera. <laughs> Like, yeah. I know I know her, her hair and her dad. That's about all I really know when it comes to Ryan. Well, they, they they sort of mixed in a bunch of first time characters with these long time characters. The the yeah. one for me, and actually, weren't those most of those Rylothians first time characters? I'm trying to. I think so, but it's yeah, but it sounded like there was history between Leia and um. Oh, Yendor. Yeah. yeah. So I'm Yendor on Yendor's page because I realized that's the one character I was like. You know what I mean? Right. But also yeah. her appearances, 
Yeah. Lost Stars, Aftermath, Life, Death, Aftermath, <laughs> Empire's End, Bloodline, Resistance, Reborn. Who is this guy? Who is Yendor? Yeah. In like five. See, yeah, I know. I knew he was in those books. I just, I just totally forget the material. Like, I just don't. Yeah, I remember the name, I, right? But I yeah. also completely misgendered because the photo is not very helpful <laughs> on Resistance, Reborn. <laughs> I mean, on uh, Wikipedia. Yeah. Oh my God, Rin Ribbon. All right, so she helped him with Rin Ribbon. Wow. Oh, right. anyway, now, so, now you're yeah. bringing it back to yeah, yeah, the Rin Riven die stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember yeah. now. But I yeah, love that. Corona Squadron. <laughs> I, love, I love that we're at the point with the new canon and the new EU that there's so much that my brain can't keep it straight because I kind of miss that. Yeah. You were like, right. Wait. So you get into a conversation, be like, wait, who's that dude? Like, like you'd all have your deep, like, lower pull. Like, I would always, as we talked about my running jokes, like, Luke, Luke. that always be my pull because, like, so many people don't remember that happened. And now you, it's gotten so large that there's so many characters that you can be like, this is my favorite character, this is my favorite story, and it completely yeah. your own thing. Um, the one that that actually, I was like, who I know I know this person, but I couldn't um, place him was uh, Aura Marco. She was like the Dresselian, so it's like, oh, yeah. with oh, the yeah. eye patch. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, he's a character from the, he's just like a background character in Return of the Jedi. Okay. But um, he was also in... Um, Oh, Endor. Oh, and I think he was on the Endor strike team too. That's what they're saying. So he was, he actually, he was on the strike team um, there. And let me see. He had another thing too. Um, and I can't think of it right now. Oh, oh. Doc, he was in Dr. Alfred. That was what I was trying to say. Oh, okay. Yeah, Th- Alfred 33. That makes sense because hmm. when, they, when they described that character, because I didn't even, I forgot about this character. When they described him, I'm like, I know who that is in terms of like, I know I've met that person before and I just kind of moved on. Does that make sense? Because yeah. Like, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like vague. Like I, right. I literally picture him, visualize him yeah. in my brain and I couldn't figure out where, but that's. Yeah. yeah. Not enough nine nub in this book for me. No. They actually. I, re- I thought we were going to get a lot more. It seemed like at the beginning they were kind of yeah. like he was going to be a main character. Really not a lot of Chewbacca, Ray, nine nub and, and zero mentions of Lando Calrissian. Yeah, which is like if you're going through a hit list, like wouldn't he be near the top? That was clearly when 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 uh, uh, Roan House was given her Bible yeah. to write this. There was in bulls. Sorry, you cannot touch, mention, describe, or acknowledge the existence this of Lando Right. Which is, I mean, I guess it's going to be a big part of I Tross. So. So. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Less we get him here, it means the more we're going to get him in the movie. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good point. I can't wait to see him. It's just like you gotta honor this guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about was it General Rikian? Uh right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he makes yeah, that was the one that was like, Oh, I thought I assumed that guy was dead. Like <laughs> when he popped up. I'm like, Oh, that's nice. Like some really old school like rebel leadership. Yeah, he was the other one I was like, Whoa. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um sorry, I was I was looking him up and that's and that's why I kinda didn't respond a lot to what you said, Ben, but I, I think that's a good point. There wasn't a ton from our new leading people, because there wasn't even a ton of Ray, right? No, Not a ton of Ray, no. not a ton of Finn. It was mostly Poe's story. There's a little, not a, a little bit of Rose, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, which I kind of appreciate, right? Like, we're going to get their stories a lot, and, and they get a lot of bandwidth in the comics and other stuff, and there's so many stories you can tell that, you know, I was, I was surprised we got so much with these these literary and, and, and comic characters. Yeah, and they really seem to focus on them. A lot of um, Zay um, Versio in there, too. 
Yeah, it was a, a lot a lot of the Inferno Squadron. Yeah. And I, I don't remember much of Phantom Squadron, but I mean that's that was all aftermath, right? Um, yeah, that was the Battle of Jakku. Yeah. 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 Um What is the name? I, I think Shriv names their new squadron or something, but I the Dross Squadron. Dross. Yeah. Dross? Dross. D R O S S. I, okay. I don't know. I don't know what that means. They're like, yeah, it's it kind of a jinx. It really means something because everyone reacted quite strongly to it. And that made me feel that was a moment of like, oh, I'm starting to feel like not my like, like, I, I don't my Star Wars. I'm not Star Wars legit anymore. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, I don't get the Dross reference. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was Drost, like, uh, like the Drost effect or something like, you know, a repeating pattern or mirror with a mirror. It's probably a derivative of that. Yeah. I mean, that's and that's a good kind of that brings it up a little bit that, um, so Ben and I read it and Grant, you listened to it. We changed roles <laughs> suddenly. You listened to it on audiobook. What was what was the experience like listening to audio? What was some of the things that you took away? Oh, incredible. I thought yeah. uh uh Mark Thompson did an incredible job with all the voices. Uh such an interesting voice for Wedge um and Nora. Uh he nails Poe. Like he sounds exactly like Oscar Isaac. It's astounding. Uh, wow. Snap is great. Uh, his snap is really interesting because this is now an older snap than we had in Aftermath. And I don't know if he narrated that book, those books, but um, mm. it's an older snap. Uh, yeah. Still kind of like a, kind of a hothead, you know, easily agitated. Uh, He's kind of like a man child. Yeah, he kind of is a man child. And, and Poe and him are, are very similar in that respect. Yeah. Um, hmm. Finn, Poe's too, great. actually, if we're going to. Be honest, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finn is totally like he's like an eight year old in a 30 year old's body. Not a lot of mature men. Actually, to be honest, there's not a lot of mature men in Star Wars, period. Even you look back at the. Right. Like even Han. Yeah. Han was a man yeah. child. Luke was a whiny brat. Like, yeah. Um, you have Palpatine, and that's about it. Yeah. yeah but it's some great voice like for the stormtroopers and, and, yeah. and that whole side, like Wincher and them. Like, he did some great voices there, some great voice work. Um, oh, Wincher. That's his character. Yeah, Tisa Naj was a was a was a great voice. Um, yeah, he, there's some really fun voice work on this, uh, and the Rylothians Rylothians obviously have like the, the French accent, so he could try to oh, yeah. do that. And then Ray's British accent, you know, he he tried to get you know go in that direction as well. I think it, I think it was super successful in doing. So that. he did all the characters. They didn't do multiple voice actors. No, he did all the characters. He usually does a good job. He's been impressive. He's been, like he's been doing Star Wars audiobooks for as long as I've been listening to Star Wars audiobooks. Like he was doing even old Canon stuff. As I wow. remember. And like, I, one of my favorite things when I was doing it is that like they do the production value stuff, they do the droid voices. And I, I think this is the first book. Well, I, I've never heard of BB eight in a book and, and Grant, you said they had the BB eight. Oh yeah. That was the best. That was the best part of the audiobook is you get all these cool. kind of new sound samples from the, from the new films like BB eight and, you know, uh, R2. Other, other droid sounds, R2, obviously. Uh, well, we've heard R2 in other, other books, but yeah. uh, in other audiobooks, but uh, BB-8 had a lot to work with for BB-8. Um, just lots of really interesting sound effects, ship uh, engines, laser blasters, things like that. Like, it was just, it's, uh, the audiobooks are very, very, like, you know, well-produced. Like, I think they're just, you know, incredible to have as well as a physical copy of the book. I, I, I always prefer physical, obviously, because I can write down quotes and, yeah. And, and lingo and jargon and things like that but um but this was just a fun kind of driving back and forth from work just listening to the the book so i thought it was thought it was a fun fun listen yeah audiobooks are very very expensive but like at least i feel like star wars puts they, they try to give you your money's worth with their books which i appreciate but yeah. I've, I've gone back to the physical side just for cost reasons right 
Um, I mean, because you can get them free. This is just a little tip. You can get them free from most of your local libraries. You can you can download free audiobooks. Um, but if you wanted to get like this, you'd be on like number 30th on the queue. Right. So yeah. I have a feeling with next time I like we talk about doing book clubs or something like that some and revisiting some of these, I think I will go because once it's been out for a while, you can totally get it. And I'll probably yeah. listen to some of those a little later on for free. Yeah. Cool. What about um antagonists? What did uh, what did you think about those characters? They're sort of few and far between. So literally my brain went, what antagonists? So that might be a sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're, I mean, obviously the first order is hot mm-hmm. on their trail mm-hmm. and, um, and their threat is real, but it's a lot of anonymous stormtroopers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there are a few named, uh, the, the central antagonist to this is, uh, Winsher Brat. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. With this, two T's, Brat with two T's. Possibly the darkest thing I've ever read in a Star Wars book. Yeah. Which was when. Does it have the word garroted in it? Yes, garroted. <laughs> I had to. That was the word I had to look up. I was like, I've never seen that before, and I hope it's not disgusting. He, uh, he physically assaults a fifteen-year-old child. Yeah. In this book, and and, and it's written, and he blacks out. I love yes, that. It's written like she writes this in such a way that is even more disturbing than if she wrote like the actual example yeah. of what happened. Yes. I felt disturbed. Yeah, this might be the first time in a Star Wars book I felt disturbed, and I don't mean that as a negative thing, but it was—it right. makes you want that character dead immediately, like in a way that I've never felt that for a Star Wars character. I'm like, this guy, right? Nope. Yeah, yeah. you see this person—he's a coward. He's mm-hmm. a weakling, mm-hmm. and he's compensating, and he's taking out his, you know, anger on, you know, small, helpless creatures that that don't deserve it. I dislike this guy so much. I think I blanked him out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's terrible. I mean, of all things in the First Order to have, have your primary antagonist be, it's an administrator. Like, I wonder, like, I, I, it makes me wonder about Rebecca Rowanhorse and, like, what <laughs> jobs she had to do, like, out of school or whatever, to, like, before she had to do this. But it's, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty funny. Yeah. Just bad boss. And I enjoyed the, and I don't know if it's because I watched I watch the Americans or stuff, but I enjoyed the, like, mm. the the subterfuge around that office of, like, being the person who was like forced to like report like like just like like who's gonna tell on this boss and like and second they introduced those two underlings of him yeah and he hated her and like the other guy I'm like well clearly that other guy's gonna be the one that turns yeah this guy's yeah just an idiot so yeah she did so. she did a, a good job of subtly yeah um uh, elucidating that he's a homosexual <laughs> like it, it, i don't know I, I got that right away i was like oh okay like yeah. the way he talked he's like he's always well quaffed and he's just sort of doing things and so and to me it was like oh maybe there was going to be like a romantic thing there or he was like kind of clueless about it but maybe that was yeah. there was like some attraction there and then and then then you get into first person mode with um with that character um help me with his name right now I figure, I can't remember. uh maki miki um, i'm the worst yeah no um but then um and you realize like no he's you know he he, he actually he's another interesting character yeah, too Miko, Miki. no not yeah miko is no, the other one no. that's zay's dad um why can't grant yeah i'm i'm still scrolling through my notes you're trying to find my other uh page but i'm um, the one who brought this up i should I, know right that's fine. there's i mean if, if you're looking at the wikipedia page there's like literally a hundred there's a hundred characters, characters here because it mentions um I'll see that, and I'll raise you. There was a lot of was Monty, 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 Monty Calais. Monty Yama Calais. was the girl. Was a fifteen-year-old girl. girl. Monty yeah, Monty Calais. Yep. And I, I thought we actually had seen him before somewhere too. But, um, yeah. but uh, he was actually a great character and really original in that, like, 
as was shown in that cool bar scene, they're just like, oh, you, who are you to lose in the cause? And he's like, I'm just trying to do the right thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I didn't, I didn't understand what was going on with that, um, with the rebellion or the, that, um, the collective sort of force. I'm like, are they good? Are they bad? I didn't even know like why he was transferring that thing. Like, I didn't know if he was doing it for good virtuous reasons or bad reasons until that line. And then I was like, oh. Like he's actually trying to help a cause here, and he's just like, this is just like after he's like, it wasn't until it, I saw it with my own eyes that it became real. Like Hosnian Prime exploded, like whatever. Who are those people, anyways? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Really cool, unique, um, take unique character that really reflects the current times. So kind of building off that that character uh, trait that you mentioned, um, there are only a few scenes with Poe and Finn. Yeah. But there is some sexual tension. There is some sexual too, tension there too. I was like, "Are they going to do this right now?" I was like, "I was sitting there reading, going like, kiss, 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 yeah. kiss." <laughs> totally. I am shipping those two more than anyone else in Star Wars. I, I uh, again, I wonder because I mean, obviously, there's the rumors on the internet about that, mm-hmm. and I wonder if Rebecca Rebecca did nothing to not stoke those. Yeah, that's very in fact, yeah. purposeful. So I mean, actually, good Finn information here involved, yeah. uh, you know, love triangle that's not. Not, right, yeah. so he's not romantically involved with either, which I, yeah. is a good way to go. Right? We know we, going into nine. If you read this book, you know not to expect any kind of like romance with with pin pin. I guess that'd be fo, uh, that or fo pin uh, between between uh, Rose Finn and, and Rose Finn. or yeah. Finn and Ray. Yeah, um, which is interesting. I, yeah. I I wouldn't be upset if he went back to actually to, to seeing Ray and his relationship evolve. Sure. In like an organic way, because they they seem they're both orphans and they both, yeah. you know, sort of found each other. And they were like, uh, you know, it was like they grew up together. They had these really formidable moments together. That would be a really organic relationship if JJ chooses to pursue that. I think yeah. this was just a diplomatic choice to sort of be like, let's keep the slate yeah. blank and not, you know, totally. do anything there. Giving it, it away. It is a bit strange, though. It feels a bit a little bit like a regression because, I mean, yes, in The Last Jedi, Rose is so infatuated with heroes of the resistance and Finn that she's put her sister's death in the back of her mind and like started this love arc with him that then is just canceled in this book. And then I'm guessing in Tross, it's a little bizarre. If Spring I mean, 2 cruise control taught us anything, <laughs> it's that relationships forged under high pressure don't work. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Adam. Can we talk about the and, dead aeronaut guys? <laughs> Wait, the, the the dead who? The dead aeronaut was like a bar in the book. In oh yeah, Fortnite City, <laughs> where they drank Gaja ale. I was like, oh, I need to go there. I need to go there so bad. Yeah, this that was a pretty good. I, I'm not ordering any salted squid though. Like, <laughs> like you ordered two plates of salted squid. It's yeah. good. I read that. I read that line on a very, uh, very turbulent air ride. Oh. Airway ride. <laughs> Yeah. I was already feeling a bit queasy. You're like, salty tentacles, super. Here's a sample of my notes, guys. Ransom Casterfell, prisoner 876-5457C. <laughs> Why would I put take that down? I don't know. Just because it's great. I love that the uh I mean the the evolution of Yamak's character is great. I hope we see all of these characters in Tross too. Um it would be really neat to see sort of Yama in the background with her her um the Idic memory I, I don't know how didactic memory and um i thought there was less syllables in the book there's like two but um 
I've I've heard the word before. I'm yeah, just not coming to me now. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's a photographic memory. Yeah, exactly. right. You you remember everything you see, and uh, yeah, that's so that's probably what you were hearkening on there, Grant. With the, I don't know, with the, with yeah. the the super long, ten digit, right? Yeah, uh, serial numbers, or whatever. I you know I think you're right. I think in Taras would be interesting. Like you have that we have that you know in the preview we see that large briefing scene, right? And we yeah. picked out like. Maz and 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 Aftab and some of these other characters and like I hope that there's a pause and you can at least kind of like you know like yeah. we've retconned in Return of the Jedi there's that one old uh, trooper that we decided now is a storm is a old yeah storm yeah storm. yeah oh is um yeah Rex, yeah, Rex right yeah that, that you can look at that and be like well that person kind of fits the bill of this character so yeah like, they probably didn't do a ton of that on purpose but you think like Pablo Hidalgo is he's like. Yeah. When you're casting it, find someone who fits this physical description. Yeah. Throw in there. there should be a blue Duros in the next movie, you know, like yeah. just even if he's in the background to have like Shriv there. I would love if he had a speaking part. That'd be super cool. Yeah. Nine Nub obviously will be in it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'd love to see some more of these characters come in. Totally. Great. Well, um, yeah. Anything else uh, y'all want to talk about this, uh, this book here? Um, I'll say this, and I feel like I say this every time, so I was almost hesitant not to say this, is this really felt like a, uh, like a Rogue Squadron book. <laughs> and I think I've said that like the last time oh, in a row. Yeah, it did. But I feel like this one felt more, and it's not about Alphabet Squadron, Alphabet Squadron. I mean, of course it felt like a Rogue Squadron book, because it's a book about, about pilots about and leaders. Pilots. Yeah. And maybe this is because it had Wedge in it, but the way that it was like, it was very, each person was on a mission, it was bouncing from like planet to planet, it was like, it was very cleanly written, and it read very quick. Like it felt like old canon books in a way to me that like I read this in literally a, a, a single plane ride and I felt like the other books like you give me aftermath and I love those books yeah those books are somewhat challenging to read I'll be honest like it, well, it, 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 yeah. it takes a while um, with the way with the prose and I think I think Rebecca uh, uh, Roanhorse has such a, a good clear way Rachel Roanhorse Rebecca Rebecca has such a clear way of writing that is descriptive yet flows yeah quickly. yeah. Yeah, I mean, she really, she did a great job. I mean, yeah. she wrote a great book. It was very clean, it was very concise, and and pitch perfect on all these really obscure characters. Yeah. Um. Did Did you want to? Uh, well, I'll just clean out my notes. I had one. Um, and uh, it was a discussion early in the book between Leia and R two D two, and she was like, you know, R two was like, hey, what's up? You know, we're gonna do the thing. I think he wakes her up from a nap or something. And she's like, you know, it's somewhere she's like, well, I need to find leadership in the galaxy. We, we don't have enough leaders. And R2's like, I'd be a good oh, leader. Right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, you would be a good leader. And then it drops it. Yeah. And I'm like, what? You, no, like make R2 a leader. Yeah. That yeah. Like, why wouldn't you? What yeah. put you? I mean, except no one can understand what he's saying or only half the people can understand Other what he's droids saying. Droids can understand. He'd be a perfect leader of a droid. Uh, I know, uh, which is what Italian. C-3PO is. But like, I don't know. It made me just feel like. Well, if C-3PO is going to own a spy network, like R2 is battle tested totally. and brilliant. Like, I I mean, deserves he deserves the the rank, I think. I agree. And I would love to see this go that way. I would love for them to exploit more, uh, um, explore more of the uh, the the droid civilization in here. Yeah. <laughs> And the evolution and the evolution peace and order and balance is for R2 to run the galaxy. (laughs) I mean, that's where it needs to go, people. Yeah. (laughs) Or when Lando brings his droid army, R2 can get the general. Right. I mean, maybe he can be a general in Lando's droid army. (laughs) Which is going to happen. Or we're walking out. 
Confirmed. <laughs> I have spoken. We have <laughs> core world news has spoken. Um, yeah, I really hope. I, I I'm still like, holding out hope yeah. for that. I do feel like that final line between Ray and Leia, not final line, but I guess the kind of the speech about the ocean, the droplets making an ocean or whatever, it, yeah. it kind of alludes to Moncala and the, and the, the Star Wars Allegiance arc in uh, the comics. And if this book taught us anything, it's that the comics and the book series do know what each other are doing, right? I mean, yeah. this is yeah. like immediately fo- immediate follow up to the Poe Dameron series. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing you're right, Grant. I'm guessing. Right. So it's Poe Dameron series, this book, and then it's the Star Wars Allegiance comics one through four. Yeah, that... yeah, you could read that order. Like, you could read, the, you could read like read the last arc uh, if you want to do this, listeners. Read the last arc of the Poe Dameron comic, then yeah. read this book, and then read the Allegiance comic. That'd be kind of a really fulfilling. Yeah, that's right because that makes sense because Allegiance must happen after that because they mm-hmm. they're searching for a fleet and then they get a fleet. Yeah. I I like that they. I don't know. What did you think about the the Carillion Corvette they steal? Cool. Yeah. Too mean, much of a rehash. I mean, we know we're gonna see it in episode nine, so that was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. And then like <laughs> now we know where they got it. And it was pretty sweet. They were like, I don't know, the um Taz Naz or whatever her name is yeah. was sort of like like we we aren't on a sightseeing mission, but everyone's like we like the three of us and all of our listeners yeah. probably would be, you know, looking at these spec um, readouts of all these big ships and um did you notice the the large one which was the baleen class um thing that is uh han solo's uh ship in force awakens oh really yeah did not so that also we see that in that giant battle uh in that in that giant scene oh yeah yeah preview. we see yep. his, or a, a version of his ships so that's probably that as well so yeah yeah that was an interesting sort of yeah. shoehorn into the the whole pantheon. But then they were like, man, like, oh, wow, I remember. Like, it would make sense that Wedge is nostalgic for Carillion Corvette and Blockade Runner. It's really interesting. So clearly, like, I don't think, I think Star Wars is so tight-knit with the movie that I still doubt that Rebecca um, Horse. has seen yeah. this, has seen episode nine. I honestly believe that. I still think right. the authors haven't seen it. But I wonder if they showed her the preview before they showed us the preview, right? So right. They're like, they're oh, like, she's like, any of these ships are getting, yeah. like, can I draw in the Grilling Corvette? Sure. Can I draw in this? Sure. Like, I'm sure yeah. of that. And I'm sure they get a Bible of what they can and cannot touch in the writing. And then I can only imagine what must be writing one of these books because you must give it in. You must have a pitch. Actually, uh, Acker and Wacker were these two writers and comedians who talk a lot. They wrote the, um, they wrote a, a series for the new canon. I can't remember what it's called. Was it? <laughs> What was it? Right. They also wrote one of my favorite comics, which was the DJ one-off. Yeah. Really yeah, yeah. yeah, they talk a bit about it because they're like, we have a pitch. You go on a pitch. They tell you, like, that's great, but you, you you can't do this, 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 or this. Yeah. We kind of need you to do this, 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 and this. But once they do that, they're pretty hands-off in terms of, like, but you do it your way. And then, like, right. they said, like, when they put it in, there wasn't a ton of notes back other than, like, you get, like, the people who, like, they basically, you write certain things, and someone will come in and enter, will like Star Wars it up. <laughs> like, right. If you mention an animal, they'll just like swap it out with an animal name from Star Wars. Read that it. works for you. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I mean, George Kirstick told us he had a, yeah. a distinct list. He's like, these are all the characters you can use. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's pretty, pretty cut and dry about yeah. what they can do and what they can't. Nice. Word. Anything, um, any other notes uh, still on your list, Grant, that you wanted to talk about in this book? Well, nothing super important. I think I was just taking down names and beverages and <laughs> locations. <laughs> <laughs> nothing really important story-wise. Cool. Um, hey, yeah, great read. If you haven't read it, go out and get it, even if you've listened to us babble about this for 35 minutes. Um, it's pretty it, – it's a, it's a quick read. 
um, but really enjoyable yeah. and a good rehash and a good uh, way to gear up for the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always. Yeah.